What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the Weekly Discussion Podcast. My name is Pastor Kyle. And I am Pastor Holly. Hi, Pastor Holly. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm I'm good. I think I have better headphones on than you do today. I know, and yes. So you look like you're suffering a little bit over there. <laughs> yeah, there, I've got some, I got some really um, poor quality headphones yeah. on, I'll say. Uh, we took a pair upstairs. We needed it, which we'll talk about why yeah. we needed them upstairs <laughs> in just a bit. Uh, but I forgot to bring them down for uh, for recording the podcast, so I've I've got you know these old old headphones on. Two things I know about you for sure, Pastor Kyle, um, in and your your taste in different things is that <laughs> you do not tolerate bad coffee. Nope. And you do not tolerate bad technology. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be the best on both of those things. <laughs> Technology and coffee. That's right. That's I, right. Uh, Very gracious in every other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not those those <laughs> no. ways. Although my brother and I have this really kind of funny thing. So my brother is as, uh, uh, as you know, uh, his choice in coffee matches or even exceeds mine. Oh, wow. Uh, in terms of the quality and, and how it tastes and how you make it and all that kind of stuff. So his is made out of gold? Or? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, every once in a while, see, cause then there's the level of where, uh, if you drink so much coffee, you drink it so regularly that you, you just need the caffeine. Yes. Yeah. So if you don't have access to good quality coffee and you can't get it, whether making by making it or buying it, right? sometimes you have to do what we call, just get some, we call it trucker coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just have to. You just have to drink. <laughs> you have to go to Seven Eleven or Plebeian Coffee, or yeah, yeah. or whatever, <laughs> wherever. Just the convenience store, stop wow. at the gas station, coffee, and I feel like there's a ugh. lot in between your like coffee snob coffee and Seven Eleven coffee. I feel like that's a really See, really big jump. Yeah, because it's either you because you either make it like that high quality yeah. or and, but everything everything else, else, is, else just, is in the same category. Yeah, trucker coffee. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, like, you would you would stop at Seven Eleven for possibly three day old coffee if you needed to, just as quickly as you would go to. Well, I okay. I probably shouldn't name companies here. And yeah. Make, yeah. Yeah. Like bad mouth things, but say a popular mermaid based, yeah, Seattle yeah, based store. You would go to. In my opinion. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Although I would say, uh, e- uh. Most of the time, like in some of the traveling that I've done, you know, there's there's Starbucks everywhere. Yes, uh, and so yes. there's this kind of element where, you know, it it might. I mean, maybe it's not my favorite uh, coffee, uh, but it definitely has a familiar feel. Yes, so like if sure. you're traveling somewhere, you're like, oh, it's, it kind of feels like home a little bit. So a little, maybe, yeah, maybe a little sentimentality makes it taste a little better. Okay, okay, yeah, because we're okay because we're in the Pacific Northwest, we're in C- the Seattle area, so there's like. <laughs> taste of home uh-huh. there i guess yes okay <laughs> i love that we just started out this see this is you gotta gotta get some grace oh look yeah. at that we started <laughs> off this podcast not i didn't we didn't plan we on talking about didn't. coffee no not at all um <laughs> i just, just saw really your headphones okay. i know <laughs> <laughs> tangent uh, that's not how we preach that we're pretty good at staying on track when we preach and teach and yeah well maybe we should ask people with, listening yeah rather. yeah <laughs> Oh, well, today we're talking about grace uh, in the Bible. How appropriate. (laughs) Yeah, how appropriate. Uh, So great. Yeah, we've been in this series uh, talking about different uh, major concepts and and words that were found throughout Scripture. And uh, so this week, uh, we are focused on the idea of grace. Yeah. 
which is really great. It's a really big topic, but really important topic. And uh, I certainly have that when I have to drink coffee that is no terrible or poor quality or less than gold standard. Is there? You know? Is it, it really? Is there a lot of grace in <laughs> what, you, what you just said? Would I? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pastor Holly has experienced my attitude when I uh, have to go drink coffee at some of these other places, it's, right? It's it's kind of funny. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, you can see the suffering on your face. Oh, suffering is the yeah. right word yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but grace is great. Jesus. Yeah. Grace is great. I agree. Yes, yeah. grace is great. We all need it. Yes. Uh, and in fact, um, <laughs> well, we're just jumping right in. Uh, we want to look at what grace, how the Bible understands grace and... Uh, well, from Old Testament to New Testament, yeah. but 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 in our conversation today, we talked about, I think, a more important move that we want to talk about is not only how do we best understand grace, yeah. how does it move from head to heart? Right. And we have had a very particular situation that has happened here at the church over the last couple of weeks that has been pushing me on how I am experiencing grace and how I'm living that out in my life. Yes. And me so, as well. And it's yeah, yeah, right. And it's um yeah, it's so interesting to to walk through times like like this as we'll as we'll describe and uh and and recognize there's there's some uh humility I think in uh um, yeah. we're we're pushed to humility in recognizing that oh there's there's something for us to uh to learn and yeah. to grow in here as well. Yeah, 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 totally. Okay, so let's start with understanding what grace is uh, in terms of like the larger narrative of Scripture. Yeah. And um, so just kind of a quick, uh, a brief understanding of grace and then how it moves from Old Testament to New Testament. We've been trying to do this each week thinking this is very important because we want to show the the connected nature of Scripture, Old Testament to New Testament, specifically and how all of these— Yeah words, ideas, and themes work through the Bible. So I think basic a basic uh, understanding and definition of grace is that we talk about it as God's um, unmerited favor toward humanity. Yeah. Right? But that, that grace in the character and nature of God works in a couple of ways. That it is both God is gracious, gracious in his nature. Yes. Uh, and... He is gracious in his activities toward humanity. Yes, both and. Yes. So that it starts in the Old Testament as uh, we see God uh, being uh, uh, covenantally faithful to his people, mm -hmm. providing for them, guiding them, leading them in ways that don't necessarily match their reciprocal behavior. <laughs> right, right. And that's part of your the definition that you gave, which I love, that unmerited yes. favor, right? Meaning it's not earned. This right. It's not earned. We don't earn it, and the, the people of God in the Old Testament didn't earn it. It doesn't mean there wasn't uh, an, an, an understanding or agreement or expectations, but it was not earned. Right. Yeah. So the it's kind of the story of humanity in the Old Testament is a continual rejection time and time and time yeah. and time and time again of God, of God's ways, of God, of what God has asked his people to do and how he's asked them to live. And uh, yet he is still loving yes. and he still provides and he still invites back into relationship with him. Uh, he still, you know, is gracious toward his people. Yes. Yes, and always the grace is always available. It's always available. Yeah. yeah. There's there's no stop to it. Right. Um so it's his you know we'll, we'll use kind of a couple of these larger fancier words uh, unmitigated uh unfiltered uh 
you know, unending yeah. uh, love of God toward us. So that's part of, it's part of his nature and it's defined in his activities toward humanity. Yes. From the beginning of the story all the way till today. In fact, um, the word, uh, so that's kind of part of the understanding of the story in the New Testament as you get to the, I mean, of the Old Testament, if you get to the New Testament, we have a, a word that's characterized or that's often translated by as grace, which we don't find uh, in the Old Testament. Obviously, it's, this is a Greek word. Right. Uh, charis yes. uh, is the word. Uh, and we find it in lots of different places, over 150 times uh, in the New Testament, uh, mostly in Paul's letters. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, one commentator I read said you could roll the dice and just choose a letter of Paul that describes the grace of God, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Huge topic for Paul. And that kind of makes sense because Paul, of, of, of all the apostles, they all experienced the grace of God, but Paul in very dramatic, life-changing, undeserved ways, uh, experienced God's grace. And so it makes sense to me that he yeah. would make that a significant topic of his writing. Hallmark of his writing. Yeah, totally. Uh, Okay. So just a couple of ways that might, a couple of scripture verses here that will probably help us understand uh, the idea of grace, especially as in God's actions or activities toward, toward us. Uh, So um, a couple that we mentioned here uh, in the message was Romans five, verse eight, which says, but God demonstrates his own love for us. And this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 9, for God saved us and called us to, a, to live a holy life. And he did this not because we deserved it, but because it was his plan from before the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. Wow. Yeah, incredible. There's, there's a, I love that as it connects to the Old Testament and the idea of, of the, God's plan from the beginning. From the very beginning, was yeah. Was to be gracious toward us. It's not that it's not that humanity's uh, rejection of God caught him by surprise and he had to come up with a, a, a different way of doing things. It was he he planned all along to yeah. show us grace. Right? Yeah. Oh, so good. And then the last one um, is Romans 3, 22 through 24, which says, you are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. This is a passage where he's talking about Jews and Gentiles a little bit. Uh, for everyone has sinned, we all fall short of the glory standard, yet God, in his grace, mm-hmm. uh, makes us uh, right in his sight. And he did this through Christ Jesus when we were freed from the penalty of our sins. The first part of that passage that you just read happens to be the memory verse for our Be Bold Kids this month. Yeah. So if you are a, a Be Bold Kid or a parent, just there's uh, that tie-in as well. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so one commentator said, God in his mercy does not give us what we do deserve, and he, in his grace, uh, gives us what we don't deserve, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is great. And I mentioned to uh, early on in the message that um, there's this really cool song from U2, which is my favorite band. Yes. Uh, Bono, they have a song called Grace, mm-hmm. and he's very clear that the inspiration for the song came from Jesus, came from Scripture. Yeah. Uh, and he says, uh, as he's commenting about uh, this, that uh, he said grace is his favorite word in the English language. It's a word that he's depending on. Wow. Isn't that cool? That's so cool. Yeah. Wow. So we hopefully this kind of helps us understand the idea of grace. Yeah. Uh, it is a part of who God is, and it is definitely part of how God acts toward us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not just we don't earn it. Obviously, this was God's plan from the very beginning, even f- before the beginning of time. 
uh, to act in this way toward his creation. Yes. And he acts that way because it is uh, part of who he is. It is his character. God does not act in ways contrary to his own character. Right. And so I'm very thankful for yes. that. I mean, I don't even know the best words to say uh, yeah. about it. Thankful for that. Um, because we're very good at not uh, following the ways of God. Yes. Easy for us to look back at the Old Testament and be like, wow, what are you all thinking? Like, you've got this covenant with God. He has showed you such grace and such given such provision, and you continue to reject and turn away and and uh, and, and act in ways that are um, opposed to this covenant life. And very easy to look back and wonder what in the world are were they thinking, and yet... Here we are today, still so uh, prone to um, rejecting God and the ways of God. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So one of the things we want to do, uh, we're ho- hoping to do not only in the message, but in this conversation as well, is, okay, so now we maybe have a, an understanding of what grace is, biblically speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important that, in, I mean, in all things in terms of our relationship with God and spiritual development, it's really important that we understand things. But yeah. but the understanding of God and how things work uh, need to move from our head down to our heart yes. and out through our lives. Yes, absolutely. And I think one, at least, I mean, you know me, um, I've done all of the personality profile stuff, I mean, as part of kind of our pastoral assessment de- yeah. and development kind of along the way. So when it comes to strength finders, I'm all in my head. Uh, sure, right. Yeah. So I'm a learner. I've got learner intellection, um, um, input, input, yeah, relationship, and then uh, achiever. So right, uh, the the top three ways that I work is all um, intellectually, all academically. Intellectual. I love yeah. teaching it stuff. So one of the easy things that that happens in my life is that there can be a disconnect between my head and my heart. Sure, great. Yeah. I understand something, but. Maybe I'm not fully living that out in my life, or it hasn't affected my heart yeah, in a particular yeah. way. And I think that this is a concept uh, that can easily do that. Yes. Yeah, I agree, because we can't... Well, I think we might fall into this trap uh, fairly... Um, we're we're at a great risk of falling into this trap, because we do a lot of learning around yeah. um, around the, the spiritual things, the things of God, the things of Scripture and and theology and so forth. Very, very easy to to get stuck in our heads, and yeah. uh, and and I know we rely on um, a variety of people to pull us out of our own heads, right? <laughs> yes, and um, and and to move into the heart. Yeah, I think grace is something that we can intellectualize and never realize. Yes. Yeah. And so here's where we want to t- share, I mean, talk a little bit about the, you know, what happened here at CrossFeed these last couple of weeks that has yeah. been pushing, at least I'll say, I'll speak for myself, that's been pushing me in this particular area. So yeah. a couple of weeks ago, uh, if you were joining us, this actually happened while I was away uh, in Taiwan. Right. Um, but uh, we had a, we had a, a robbery here at mm-hmm. the church. Yeah. Um, and they, the, the people who robbed the church took a lot a of lot. stuff, a ton of our sanctuary technology, computers in different places in the church and all kinds of stuff. I yeah. mean, it, it was things very, that we rely on for daily, uh, ministry here. Yes. Yeah. Which, um, which, you know, I know, I know that kind of stuff happens, but it was yeah. pretty significant loss of stuff here at the church. Yes. And I think that, f- uh, for you and me and for a number of other people here, we are, um, uh, this, this place is meaningful to us. It's, yeah. we understand that it's a, a building and it's physical objects and that there's not a, a lasting significance to that, but 
it's still a meaningful place. Yeah. And so there's a sense of uh, like a violation in there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And obviously we know that this is, you know, we're we're in the throes of trying to replace the stuff that's yeah. lost and fix everything, get our systems back up and running. So we're just kind of in it, yeah. right? Where this is our whole world right now is kind of revolved around getting stuff figured out and back up and running like it should be. Yes. So, and I'll say if this is new information for you, I'll just clarify that it was just stuff. There were no people here, yeah. so nobody was hurt nobody or injured or so threatened good. in any way. I'm so thankful yeah. for that. Yeah. So uh, I was uh, reading this last week as preparing for this message and writing the message about grace. Yeah. And I was rereading some of one of my favorite uh, Christian authors, a guy by the name of Brendan Manning. So Good. So good. In yes. fact, uh, his his autobiography is called All is Grace. Yeah. Uh, and so, but one of the books that I was reading that, which I read back in college, mm-hmm. not even seminary, but even before that, back in college, um, was called The Ragamuffin Gospel. Mm-hmm. We've got it listed on our resource page. Go get a copy and read this. It's amazing. Uh, I, got, I got to hear him speak, I think once or twice. I can't remember. At least once, I know. I and know. I'm a... I'm a a little envious. Oh, man, it's yeah. so great. Uh, he, uh, Brendan Manning has this fantastic backstory, but he writes a lot about – he writes – I don't know quite how to say it. He writes in a way that's so authentic to yes. human experience that it like – you can't help but relate what you have experienced in life to like the real things of Scripture and God. Yeah. Yeah, because he had a really um, significant – experience in his own life of uh of grace yes and then applied that for the remainder of his life to his uh his teaching and shared it with others really really remarkable really remarkable and so i'll just read just a quick uh, a quick passage i actually read um we actually share a little bit more of his writing in the sermon itself um so go back and listen to that but just kind of as a little taste of the kinds of the kind of way that he writes And we can talk a little bit about how this pulled me deeper from just head to heart here. Um, He said this. He says, my life is a witness to what he calls vulgar grace. Mm. That is a grace that that amazes as much as it offends. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, A grace that pays the eager beaver who works all day long the same wages as the grinning drunk who shows up at 10 till 5. Um, so he's referencing some scripture stories here, yes, yes, um, but some but parables. I yeah some parables. But but I encourage you to think about what that would have what this would be like if you're at at work or you're laboring or whatever it is yeah. that you might be doing, and you work yeah. hard all day, and then the person who shows up with ten minutes to quitting time gets paid the same you do. Or what this might look like in a, a real situation is uh, somebody who's come in new and gets promoted. Yeah. Uh, at the same rate that you do. It's a hard life moments, Hard right? things, yeah. Yeah. And then he continues, this is a grace that hikes up the robe and runs breakneck toward the prodigal reeking of sin and wraps him up and decides to throw a party. No if, ands, or buts. Again, he's referencing the parable of the prodigal son. This is a grace that raises a bloodshot eye to a dying thief's request, please remember me, and assures him, you bet, thief on the cross. Yeah. A grace that is uh, the pleasure of the Father fleshed out in the carpenter Messiah Jesus, the Christ who left his Father's side, not for heaven's sake, but for our sakes, yours and mine. The, this vulgar grace is indiscriminate compassion. It works without asking anything of us, and yet it's not cheap, but it is free. And as such, will always be a banana peel for the orthodox foot and a fairy tale for the grown-up sensibility. <laughs> 
Uh, grace is sufficient even though we huff and puff and with all our might try to find someone or something it cannot cover. Oh. Yeah. Um, just a, a, a bit more here. Uh, he, well, he comments in, in, the, in this book about how critically of, of the kind of popularized Christian way of doing things, uh, he writes that uh, every Christian gener- every generation in the Christian church at some level tries to dim the blinding brightness of the meaning of this type of grace because the gospel just seems too good to be true. Right, we think that salvation belongs to the proper and the pious, yeah. uh, and to those who stand uh, at a safe distance from the back alleys of existence, chuckling their judgments at those who have been soiled by a life or who have experienced darkness. And so, as I'm reading this again, uh, he's triggering—we're well, not triggering—he's hitting the ways in which I have moved this from my heart to my head, and and the the way that this kind of went a little deeper in my heart this week was thinking about the people who robbed the church. Right. And just finding myself being uh, increasingly angry. Yeah. Uh, and, and honestly, I think experiencing some growing bitterness mm-hmm. in that, oh, I hope they get caught. And, right. you know, right. I hope all of these things, which, so don't hear me wrong, there, there's a sense of, of justice that sure. that um, if they, it's appropriate if they get caught for stealing from the church, <laughs> right, right, and just stop harmful behavior and yes, uh, yes. But but what I'm trying to say that the Lord spoke to me about is my heart posture toward them as people. Yeah, because yeah. I think there was some level that I just dis I I just didn't even think of them as people, only as those who stole the stuff. Right. And so then I had this, uh, reading through this again, I'm just like, oh, thank you, uh, Brennan Manning, for this reminder. The idea that if I knew who those people were, that maybe I could go up to them and say, hey, okay, you took all this stuff. Mm-hmm. What else do you need? Right? Wow. Yeah. Or. That's vulgar. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it it shouldn't be like that. It doesn't right. make sense. But right. like, what else do you need? How How can I help you what right can i build a relationship with you that shows you love yeah Yeah. um and in a way that's just yeah indiscriminate compassion right right uh so this is the kind of grace that god gives us this is what it looks like when it moves from head to heart because this is what we did to god by we i mean humanity yeah over and over and over and over and over and over and over again yes (laughs) yes absolutely and i think that Oh, that's that's so good. I think sometimes when we, um, I know that when we when we learn people's stories, it's um, we we sometimes our compassion grows and increases when we learn somebody's story. We learn the need behind the behavior or the hurt behind the hurt or whatever it is, and that is. Um, that's that's stories are important. That's good to be able to to know somebody and to know their heart and their life and their story and to, and to increase in our compassion in that way. But, but at the same time, uh, everybody has a story. Yeah. And so can we, can we hold that grace in our hearts for individuals, even if we don't know the why behind maybe their hurtful behavior or whatever it is that, that is, um, 
that we allow to um, let us judge others. Do we have to know their story in yeah. order to hold <laughs> grace for them? Um, I feel yeah. like I feel like we don't. Yeah. Um, and I and I think that this is the kind of grace that God is calling us to yes to have for other people. Yeah. Uh, because you know, as in the in the book, um, Brendan Manning writes, "Well, you're quick to receive the grace given to you by God mm-hmm. to." take care of the sin problem in your life, give you eternal life and all the treasure of heaven. Yes. But then you turn around and judge other people and you don't extend that same kind of grace to others. Right. I found myself doing that. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and that is, I, uh, I'll commend that awareness in your in your own life because I think when you recognize that seed of bitterness and we know how quickly it can grow, bitterness can take root so, so, so quickly and yeah. spread so quickly in our, in our lives and even onto other people. Um, and so to recognize that and just, just weed it out as yeah. soon as you can is so uh, important. And grace is uh, the antidote to bitterness. Yeah. And I, and I'm thankful that the Lord worked in my heart this way yes. this week, especially <laughs> in getting ready for this message. Yeah. Uh, Cause I don't want, I mean, none of us should want things to just remain at the understanding level, but we want to, you know, we want the head and the heart to meet and we want that to be able to live out in our lives. So how does that look like for you? Yeah. What does that look like in your life? How, I mean, I'm sure we all have people in our lives that we are bittered, embittered against yes. or, yeah. Um, angry at, and so are you. Are you letting the Lord work on your heart in ways that help you understand um, and live out the grace that is part of who God is and right. what He's given to us? And right. I'll just end. I think I know we could talk about this for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so I want to encourage you. Maybe spend some time, find someone to talk to about with uh, this stuff. About mm-hmm. maybe you, maybe your spouse, maybe a good friend, maybe you have a small group. Uh, just talk about this stuff because it's so good to talk about together. And yes, absolutely. The Lord work. I'll just end with a quick passage here from um, Brendan Manning, the last paragraph I read of his in the message, and it says this, for grace proclaims the awesome truth that all is a gift. All that we have from God is a gift. Um, that all that is good is ours not by right, but by the sheer bounty of a gracious God. Grace is the acceptance of, uh, of life as a gift, the embrace of the truth that we are not in control, but that God is. Grace is the face that love wears when it meets imperfection, weakness, failure, and sin. Grace is the face that love wears when it meets meat. So good. Go be gracious to someone this week. All right, later.